0: Hi everyone, this is Sandy Caldwell, and you are listening to episode number 47 of Quilt Cabana Corner. Do you even remember me out there? Is anyone even listening? (laughs) It has been a while. It's been about a year and a half since I last podcasted, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts in my car and in my studio lately. And I just kept thinking, wow, I kind of really miss talking to everyone out there. So I hope that you'll grab a coffee, a tea, a water, something yummy to drink, and join me for a little bit. So a year and a half is kind of a long time to try to play catch up on, so I'm not going to do that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I've been doing mostly the same things that I've been had been doing before, and I know i talked to a lot of you on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and I guess really I've just been here and I have been teaching private quilting lessons out of my house or at my students' houses and running workshops from my home. We just had a nice Jacob's Ladder Quilt Along group. We've sort of stopped our workshop time now until January, so we can all enjoy the holidays and not feel so stressed about learning a new technique, but we'll pick up again um, after the holidays and have some more fun here. I can fit about six people comfortably and we always have a great time. We go from about nine in the morning till one in the afternoon and we have lots of snacks and it's nice. We've built a nice little community here with the students, uh, some of who knew each other and some who didn't. I've also been long arming. I have my handy quilter machine and I love using it. I really get in the zen kind of mode as I'm working on projects, so I've been quilting for myself and quilting for others. And I've also been doing some designing. Uh, Most recently I've been doing a couple designs for Annie's publishing company and those were projects that I worked on but I wasn't able to post on social media at all about. But they'll be coming out soon and I'll let you know when. And other than that, I've really just been trying to keep up with my family. Um, Two of the girls are away at school. Amanda's at UNH, she's in her junior year. And Lindsay has gone off to the University of Vermont as a freshman, and Leah is here a junior in high school. So, of course, I can hardly believe that she's a junior in high school with all that that entails, college visits and getting a driver's license and all that good stuff. It's just been a really, really super busy time for us, and I really wanted to enjoy that time. I wanted to make sure that when they were home all summer that I spent my time with them and not worried too much about things like recording a podcast, for instance. Um, I just wanted to be present with them. I wanted to, you know, really register in my brain the things that we were doing and to entertain them a little bit even though they really didn't need it Um, but I enjoy doing things with them so we were doing that and then of course all five of us um, Greg too he's been busy at work but we all took a vacation to Disney World in August and I have to say it was one of our best trips and I think it's because we all knew that just a few days after we got back Amanda and Lindsay were leaving us (laughs) And we really just wanted to enjoy each other's company. And of course, the, you know, the girls are so much older now that it doesn't require a lot of my time and energy on vacation. It's not like when they were little and you know I had to plan every outfit and put on the sunscreen and all that stuff for them. They do all that themselves. So it was a relaxed trip for everyone. We really had a great time. It seems like it was so long ago and we all say that, boy, that trip, that was a good one too bad it was short it was a little bit shorter and that was by design because we knew that we had very limited time when we got back to pack two kids up and within two days get them to two different states all moved in so um, we've done that now and now we're kinda back in the groove of of the house but it's just three of us which is really kind of weird. Uh, Lindsay was vegetarian, so now she's at UVM. I don't really have to cook for a vegetarian anymore, (laughs) which is both um, a relief because I'm not that inventive of a cook and I'm not a vegetarian myself, so I always kind of felt like she was getting shortchanged a little bit. But um, Everybody will be home for Thanksgiving and then again for Christmas break, so I'll have to brush up on my vegetarian recipes feel free to send me some if anybody's got a good one. So that about catches everybody up on my family um, and I just want to talk a little bit about the kind of quilts that I've been making lately. And aside from the Jacob's Ladder Quilt Along and the um, published projects which I mentioned a few minutes ago, I spent part of my summer working on portrait Quilts of Amanda And I found that I really, really love doing collage-type quilts. Um, I just started one uh, of Lindsay, and I'm not getting a lot of time to work on it right now, only because my teaching on long-arming is taking up a lot of time, and that's okay. I I love that. I do think I'm going to have to start scheduling some creative time, though, into my schedule. I feel like that um that time for me to just be creative and come up with new patterns and explore this portrait art quilting that I've come to love just isn't happening so what I'm going to do is start scheduling a blocks of time for myself to get that done because it's very fulfilling for me and the one that I did of Amanda I had posted on the blog and I can link to it in the show notes the pieces of fabric were super tiny so in this one that i'm doing with lindsay i'm going a little bit bigger with the fabric pieces and i'm finding it easier but i'm not sure that i'm going to enjoy the result at the end as much so that's something that i just need to kind of work out on my own and the process that i use has been is very similar well it's really susan carlson's i think uh tracing it onto muslin. to have a photo Posterize it. Well actually you know what? It's a cross between Susan Carlson and Leene Levinson Weiner. I'm not sure that I'm saying her name right. But I've sort of combined the way that they both do things into one and the process for it really is taking a photo and posterizing it and choosing what level of posterization I want which in an easy way to say that is how many colors, how many values do you wanna be dealing with? Do you wanna deal with a photo that has five values? It would be a very simple, basic uh, collage when you got done with it. Or do you want something with nine or 10 layers of values? So I think this latest one that I'm doing probably has the most value layers, I'm calling them, of any that I've done before and I might have to simplify it down a little bit if it gets too hard but basically you print off that poster and then you use your light box or your window and a sharpie and you trace it onto white fabric or onto muslin and you make the outline and sort of take a light pencil and I use Leany's gosh I wish I knew how to say her name I'm just gonna call her Leany I use Leany's value chart that she sells on her website and it came with one of her books and it's basically just um, a postcard size and it has rectangles of gray and the grays go from light to dark and they're numbered one to ten and you use it against your photo and determine which what number value each part of your photo should be and even though it's a royal pain to do it it is really what gives you the most depth like say on someone's facial features and that can be a very scary part of a project trying to figure out their facial features (laughs) so with the one of Amanda she was sort of looking down it was very simple Lindsay is also looking down in this one but a lot of the project is her face so that will be different for me now Susan Carlson I'm not sure how she determines value, or if that's even part of her process, because I read her book so many years ago, probably five plus years ago. So then I start taking my fabric, and for each section, I'll look at the number value that I assigned it, and I'll try to put my fabrics in value order. And I just cut them into small pieces, so probably for Amanda's they were maybe dime or nickel sized pieces, and in Lindsay's they're more like quarter sized pieces. And then I just take regular craft glue, uh, Aileen's I think it's called, that one in the gold bottle, and I just put a little tiny dab of glue on the back of each piece of fabric, and I put it within the outline that I've drawn on the white fabric. And you just watch it come to life and it is the most amazing thing. It's just the most amazing feeling. You really feel like an artist. (laughs) But recently I saw on Instagram something that really caught my eye. And I want to say that the person called themselves the collage quilter. And instead of going through, it looked like, I didn't dive too deep into it, but I was intrigued by a little bit I saw. And it looked like instead of bothering with tracing it, the person just had the photo printed like through spoon flour on say a 20 by 20, you know, piece of fabric or half yard of fabric or whatever they had. So all the colors and the values were there from the original photograph. And then she just hung that up and cut pieces of fabric in the correct colors and glued them right over the top of that printed fabric. And I thought, aha, aren't you smart, lady? So my students are interested in a workshop where we do a small art quilt, you know, collage quilt like that. So I think what I'm going to do is maybe try it through Spoonflower and see how it comes out because that might be the easiest way for them to learn the technique. I think there's a lot of ways to do these collage quilts and I'm really just getting into them now but I am finding that I'm almost at my happiest when I'm working on them so to me that means schedule some time for it and do yourself a favor and work on it and see where it goes and the one of Amanda I'm actually going to enter into a show I joined SACWA recently, Studio Art Quilters Association and I find it such a fascinating organization and Martha Seelman, who I think is founder or director, I forget now, she came to our guild and she did a talk once and I was very impressed with her and I have several of their books so I decided to go ahead and give it a try where I'm finding myself drawn in by these art quilts, um, especially the collages. So they had someone posted a call for entry for something called Sacred Threads and the theme was like reflection or something this year, so I think the deadline maybe is January, and I will try to get my project submitted, and I'm actually not sure it's quite big enough. I think the minimum is that the perimeter of your project has to be 80 inches, and mine is more like 70, but somewhere in there I did read, not to worry if you didn't quite have the right amount of inches for the perimeter just send it anyway so i might just do that i've never really entered a show before other than like my guild's quilt show which you know if you're in the guild you pretty much you can get your quilt into that show so that will be something new and different for me to try so another new and different thing i've been trying this summer i taught myself to knit i think that a long time ago i learned how to knit and then i forgot how to knit I do know how to crochet, but I'm terrible at it. I've done many afghans, but I get tired of them, I get bored, it makes my hand hurt. So from crocheting, I ended up getting one of those looms and I was trying to knit some socks on the loom. And the first pair that I made was for me and they're a little bit snug. And now I have a second pair started where I made the loom a little bit bigger, but I'm not really sure how it's going to come out. So, i put that aside and decided just to try to learn how to knit straight up because I would like to learn how to knit socks, Um, not on a loom. So I'm I'm on my third dishcloth and somewhere in the middle of this third dishcloth and I am literally almost done with it. I have lost interest again, so I'm not sure that the knitting world is for me. I do like yarn arts, but I don't know if this is going to be it. I did buy a book over the summer though about making socks just on the regular knitting needles. I did buy the double pointed ones that you're supposed to have to knit socks. Um, I have not tried the magic loop method which I've heard about so I don't know. I think I have too many things going on so I'll probably finish that dishcloth and then give it a rest for a little bit until I figure out what I want to do. And of course I also love 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 doing hook drugs and last christmas i bought hook drug kits from herschner's one for each of my kids that's a christmas tree skirt because i have a hook drug christmas tree skirt that my grandfather made and i love it and it's been under my tree since i got married and i just thought to myself one day wouldn't it be nice if my girls all had one too so I am part of the way through Lindsay's, she's the first one getting done and then um, she chose a design that was different than the one that Amanda and Leah chose so for my birthday last year my mom got me one of those nice hooked rug tables that you can sit at and the little yarn baskets are in the front so I've been pulling that out and watching TV and having a glass of wine every once in a while doing it but My one thing about that table is that it doesn't fold up, so it kind of just lives set up in my dining room, but we honestly don't use my dining room for much other than holidays. It's really a catch-all room, so I would like to spend some more time on that because I do like it, and of course, I'm still scrapbooking, not as much as I used to. Um, Still a Creative Memories consultant, Um, and I've been trying to put that on the dining room table a little bit over the last month because I'd like to scrap those Disney World pictures because we had such a fantastic time. So that's pretty much what I've been up to crafty-wise. I think I've hit all the highlights of that. The podcast that I've been listening to that I really love lately, of course, are Frances' Friendship Quilt Album audiobook that she's recording and releasing episodes every week. I find the story fascinating and I just love listening to Frances talk. Um, Frances narrated it. She does such a great job. So, Frances is the off-kilter quilter. Off-kilter quilter, I believe, is her podcast name. And you can find out more about her, her um, on Facebook and on Instagram. It's Frances O'Rourke Dowell. And the other one that I really like, well, the one that I'm loving right now is Becky Higgins' new podcast that she does with her friend Becky Proudbit. So it's two Beckys. Becky Becky Higgins, if you don't know, she is a big celebrity in the scrapbooking world as she is the creator of Project Life. And she just has such a nice way about her. And always has nice information to give about photos and memory keeping, and more recently, relationships and marriage and cultivating a good life. That is her tagline cultivate a good life. And that podcast is only about eight or nine episodes old, so you could catch up rather quickly with it. And she and her friend Becky, Becky give great tips on everything from photos. Just life in general, how to get ready for the holidays without being totally stressed out, all that kind of stuff. It's a great podcast. And I guess that's it for the podcast. Um, I do listen to Kristen Esser's podcast in my car, and I enjoy listening to Kristen talk because we seem to have similar lives going on. (laughs) She's got two off to college and one at home and so do I so it's kind of fun to listen to hers as well and I know there's a lot more out there I just don't always get to listen to them oh but the other one before I forget that I absolutely love it just makes me laugh every time is the uh, Boo Mama podcast with Boo Mama and Big Mama and they are some southern girls and they like to talk about college football which I don't really like to talk about, but I like to hear them talk about it because they're very funny. They are both uh, Christian, nonfiction, inspirational authors, and they really enjoy life, and they enjoy each other so much, and they talk about clothes and makeup and uh, life with their kids. kids, They each have one child, and both of those kids are a lot younger than mine, so it's kind of funny to listen to what they're going through since I've already gone through it. Um, but I get a lot of great inspiration from their podcast. And again, that's the Boo Mama Boo Mama podcast. Sophie Hudson and Melanie Shankle, that, those are the hosts of that. So over the summer, I read a lot of books because I belong to a book club. Actually, I belong to two book clubs. One is the one with my neighborhood friends. And we have read all kinds of interesting fiction books. And the other is a business book club that I belong to through an association that I belong to called the Creative Arts Professionals um, Association. And I was just going to, I'm not going to go through all these books. I'm just going to say the names of them. And I will tell you that all of them were very, very good. So if you're looking for a book to read, and again, I'll link to these in the show notes, check these out on Amazon. So, and I'm, I'm really only going to talk about one in depth and that was the business one But so the books that we've read in our neighborhood book club have been The Air You Breathe by Frances DuPont Peebles and that was a book about um, two girls who grew up on a sugar plantation one was part of the family that owned the plantation and the other girl was part of the kitchen help and it's about their relationship and it takes place in Brazil and the book was very long but it was good and it actually had to do with them being Latin uh, singing stars after they sort of got off the plantation and I think when I was reading it I was a little bit bored by the middle but the writing was excellent and I was so glad that I hung in there for it because it was very good. So that was called The Air You Breathe. Another good one we read was called The Weird Sisters by Eleanor Brown and that was about a family with three girls who had all gone off to be successful adults except they all failed. And this was the story of what happened when they came home. Their mom had cancer So they all came home, didn't know the others were coming home at the same time, and it kind of goes through their very funny stories of how they pretty much failed at adulting. Um, That was a very funny read. And we also read something called Other People's Houses by Abby Waxman. And that was kind of a, a strange book about a neighborhood, could be like my neighborhood, and it was just about all the different people who lived on the street and then of course there was one adulterous situation and that was pretty funny um but i think the book that i got the absolute most out of this summer was the business book and it was mel Robbins' five second rule and it was a book on productivity and i love books on productivity so much those are my favorite ones to read And Mel lives in Boston with her husband and two kids, and she actually is about to get her own talk show, which is really exciting. But I have to just say this and kind of laugh, because her husband's name is Christopher, so he's Christopher Robbins, (laughs) which just makes me giggle like Winnie the Pooh. Christopher Robbins? I don't know. It makes me laugh, but Um, she has become an up-and-coming star, basically, for, like, productivity, And the book that she wrote um, came to be, she was a lawyer and somewhere along the line, she just lost motivation for everything. And she was hitting the snooze button on her alarm every morning, oversleeping, the kids were late to school, just really not on top of her life. And so one day she was sitting there and the space shuttle was about to launch. And she watched them count down five, four, three, two, one. Boom, go. And in her mind, she thought to herself, this is what I should be doing. Instead of hitting the snooze button, I should say to myself, five, four, three, two, one, go, and just get out of bed and start my day. So thus began this whole five second rule where uh, it has since been backed up by Harvard scientists and all this um, research that and it has to be that you count down it's like it's a starting mechanism for your brain if you count the other way and you count up one two three four five you know what's going to happen five and a half six six and a half i think i'll let here some more so it has to be a countdown And that when you do it enough, that countdown triggers your prefrontal cortex to get up and do something. So little by little, she used this rule every day. And her life has become this unbelievable, motivational speaking, uh, traveling all over the place and kind of presenting this rule. And part of her... Her, her research in theories is really very simple. If you don't feel like doing something, like making a phone call, so for instance me, you know sometimes I have to schedule the kids dentist appointments, my own doctor appointment, call the plumber, call the vet, call this one, call that one um, and it, you really just, not only do you feel like I don't have time to do all this, you don't want to do all this So her theory is you should never put off a phone call, like an appointment phone call. If you need to make it, you just say to yourself, five, four, three, two, one, go, and you just go and do it. And this becomes a habit. And it honest to God it works. I have been using it and teaching it to my kids and teaching it to my book club and everyone loves it. And you know the fact of the matter is we say, okay, well maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Or Maybe I'll schedule in my time to work on that art quilt tomorrow. Guess what? There's nothing magical about tomorrow. I'm not gonna wanna make those phone calls tomorrow any more than I'm gonna wanna make them right now. So if you have things that you need to accomplish, you just simply use this countdown rule and you use it enough and it becomes a trigger for your brain, the habit is formed. Five, four, three, two, one go. Go do what you need to do. And you will accomplish so much more, I promise you. But you really, uh, the book is just amazing. And it's a—it's not a long book. It's on Audible. It's on Amazon. Uh, you can hear her TED Talks. Uh, she's pretty amazing. She's kind of like a no bullshit kind of person. And she's really very motivating and I honestly cannot wait to see what her talk show is going to be like. And she also coincidentally uses this 5 52nd rule, she calls it, as a way to battle anxiety. So uh, Lindsay was experiencing a lot of anxiety about going away to college and I was trying to uh, teach her the rules so that she could associate a different thought with being anxious about school something called an anchor thought so if Lindsay was nervous about going away to school I would say to her what's something that you think you're going to enjoy doing at school do you think you'll enjoy taking a walk along Lake Champlain with some new friends that you met so every time that she got nervous about school we would say 54321 go to your anchor thought and the same thing works on an airplane if you're afraid to fly Uh, and Leah is, she doesn't like to fly over water. So, and sometimes I don't either, that turbulence starts and I'm starting to freak out. So for Disney, for instance, my anchor thought was walking around Epcot Center with my family, going to Mexico, going on the boat ride, looking through the shops, having my margarita with Greg. Those were my anchor thoughts that I just couldn't wait to get there. So when I got on the plane and, you know, the turbulence was a little dicey, I would think to myself, five, four, three, two, one, and then just start to envision that time in Epcot, and it would calm me down, for Lindsay, her thought would calm her down about school, and it was really just a way to get over some of the anxiety, so I have to say that. I think that that was my number one book read all summer, so if you think that that's something that would help you, check out the show notes, and I'll put the link there. All right. So we are going on 29 minutes. I usually like to keep this to a half an hour or less, and I'm super excited to be back talking to you all. And I hope that you will leave me a comment, um, let me know what you'd like me to talk about, and uh, communicate with me. You can find me on Facebook. My business page is Quilt Cabana Patterns. My Instagram is Quilt Cabana Patterns, I think, or Sandy Caldwell, you can find me there. I'm still on Twitter. My website and blog are www.QuiltCabanaPatterns.com or www.QuiltCabanaPatterns.com forward slash blog. I've been a little bit delinquent on the blog entries, but I'm trying to set myself up on a schedule. And also, if you follow my um, Facebook business page, I will be popping in with some Facebook lives, and you can join me there. And my email is colwellsg at comcast.net. And of course, if you want to leave me an iTunes review, I probably haven't had one in many years, so that would be great too. So I think I'm just going to sign off here. I'm going to hope to hear from you all. And I hope that you all have a really, really quilty day, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. And it's nice to be back. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.